On Midwest Week, will city police officers continue to patrol Davenport schools? I'm Herb Trix, and my guest this week is Sarah Watson, reporter for the Quad City Times and Dispatch Argus. So, Sarah, the official term is school resource officer, and uh, which schools are they assigned to in Davenport? Yeah, so um, so there's five uh, school resource officers, and they um, rotate between uh, the different schools. Uh, now, are they mainly in the high schools, but then also in the, well, middle or intermediate or whatever they're called these days? I believe so, but um, but their their uh, interactions are listed for Central, West, um, Smart, Williams, Sudlow, Wood. So um, it seems to be, uh, and then K through eight as well. So now, what are school resource officers supposed to do? Are they law enforcers or social workers or or something else? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, it's uh, they are there as um, officers. They, uh, you know, mediate conflicts between students, um, but then they also teach uh, classes. So um, on their monthly report, it says there's a laws and you class um, that they taught. Uh, And so it seems they've got, uh, you know, this dual role kind of as as an enforcer, you know, if conflicts come up, um, but also, and, and, Schools can, you know, call for service if they need, if uh, they feel like they need a law enforcement officer, but then they also do these classes or mediation. So, and I'm interested in how they're, how this is set up too, Sarah. They, they work in the schools, but they're still employed by the city of Davenport? Yeah, so the contract is um, between the city and the, and the schools, and so the, the, they're actually part of the, the city of Davenport Police Department. Um, but the city of Davenport then assigns them to the schools, and the schools reimburse the city for um, the salaries of those officers. Okay, so what do students and school staff think about school resource officers? Um, wasn't there a recent survey about that? Yes, so yeah, so a recent survey um, showed that most students uh, felt neutral or safe um, having a uniformed police officer in the school. Um, uh, a, a small percentage um, said that they felt very unsafe, and 5% said they felt unsafe um, having a uniformed police officer in their school Um, staff. It was um, actually 57% said that they felt very safe having a uniformed police officer in the school, Um, and and then 23% said they felt safe, Um, 16% said they felt neutral, and so, so, so the comparison between students and staff, it seems students feel much more neutral about having the uniformed police officer and more students felt unsafe than, than staff members. Staff members felt very safe with um, a uniformed police officer. Now, do, has the school district uh, done any previous surveys uh, so we know if this has changed much or is this the first one that we know of so we can't really compare it and say over time students are feeling better or worse or anything like that? Yeah, um, I do believe that there um, was a previous survey, and um, it showed, I think, similar results. What about the school district, uh, school board, and the school officials, principals, et cetera? Are they happy with the current program? Um, certainly the superintendent seems to be um, happy with the program and the, uh, and the data that is coming out of, out of there so that um, the district and the school board can make decisions. Um, there was at least one school board member that said um, that she'd like to hear more from um, students who feel unsafe um, having a uniform police officer in their school, um, more about why they feel unsafe and how um, that can be improved. 
Now, the Davenport School District has been criticized in recent years for what's uh, considered disproportionate treatment of minority students. Um, is that the case with school resource officers uh, also? Yeah, so there's um, not a lot of data, but um, this is just in the first year. But there were more black students who were arrested or had force used against them than um, white students as a proportion of, of the um, uh, um, of the school overall population, if you compare those. Um, but the um, the city and the schools say that, um, you know, they're, they're trying to work toward that. But um, so there were 36 incidents that were resulted in charges for 41 individuals, um, according to the city. And those 41, 38 had a victim who wanted charges filed. So there were um, just three charges that were considered discretionary where there wasn't a victim that wanted charges filed. And so um, the city and the school say that they are looking at those more closely. Um, uh, and since there's only three, it's, it's hard to tell. But, um, but you know, if you look at the overall data, I think it's just, it's, it's hard to say because there's just not a lot of it yet. It's only in the first year. So, um, so I'm sure that we'll, we'll see it uh, continue. Now, the city council has been talking about continuing this program or not. Um, do, do we get any feeling for whether the aldermen are going to continue to support the school resource officer program or not? Yes, they are going to continue. Um, they actually voted on that last night to continue the, the agreement with the schools. And is this a, a cost of some kind for the city or the school district uh, pays for it or what? Yes, so the the, um, the city, uh, the school reimburses the city for the salaries of the officers. Now, recently, Sarah, you also wrote about some lost primary election ballots in Clinton County. Um, what happened? How did they get lost? Yeah, so um, so election law changed in 2021 to say that ballots that were postmarked ahead of the election um, that were mailed in needed to arrive at the auditor's office by 8, 8, 8 p.m. of the polls closing. Um, previously, it allowed uh, if mail-in ballots were postmarked before the election, they if they came in for the next week after the election, they could still be counted, but this new law did away with that. And so in Clinton County, there was um, apparently a mix-up with, with a bag of mail, and um, 50 ballots arrived late at um, the Clinton County Auditor's Office, and um, of those uh, about 40 or so were postmarked, and um, and several of those were postmarked um, in actually in late May, um, so uh, a full week or two ahead of the um, primary election. And so uh, that it just goes to show, I guess, that um, voters who are voting by mail um, need to get their ballot in really early, or um, or just vote in person um, because it's. Uh, it may not be, um, may not get there in time, and in the case, normally it might not have that big of an impact. But with a low turnout primary, um, one race was decided by seven votes, and um, there were 23 Republican ballots that were not able to be counted because they arrived after that um, deadline that were postmarked ahead of the election. So, um, so I mean that. We never know how those people could have voted, but that really could have made a difference um, in the Republican County Supervisors race in Clinton County. 
And so are, are, is everybody seeing this as sort of an innocent mistake? Uh, you know, somebody overlooked something or is uh, something else is going on here? No, yes. Um, the the county auditor said that it they thought it was just it was an inadvertent mistake and that um, the uh, the post office said that they were reviewing their processes to make sure um, it doesn't happen again. And did we hear about this and anything like this happening elsewhere, or it, uh, was Clinton County just uh, just sort of stood out in the Iowa primary? I guess. Yeah. So, like Scott County had about ten or eleven ballots that arrived late um, that couldn't be counted. Um, so, I think other counties may also have seen you know numbers of ballots arrive after um, the June seventh primary date. I haven't heard of any. Um, that uh, to the scale of Clinton County that had arrived late. Um, however, you know, it, it's really notable in the Clinton uh, in Clinton County because of that narrow margin. 